I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Coming up on TMS, cultivated beard unit. Kim gets thanked. Scott gets flipped off. Found unconscious in shrubs. TV's three beards. (laughs) Homeless contactless delivery. The metabolism of a mosquito on speed. The sheep is judging you harshly. The dog licked me. Now I have pink eye. Yeah, you do. Sand and weed. Don't epoxy that floppy. I don't want your swampy butt. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Now let's take a look at how to open web pages directly. That is, if we already know their addresses. First, we type HTTP colon double slash. I chance to fall in love with an earth woman. Off, hairball. This is the morning stream. Hey, everybody, welcome back to TMS. It is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. I am Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by a guest host. Yeah, that's right. Former ANTP contestant and a man with three beards. Uh, welcome to the show, Travis Crawford, TV's Travis. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Heck this yeah, is, man. Uh, this is really fun. Yeah, I'm really glad you reached out because I was like, uh, all right, who am I lining up for next week? I hate I hate planning. I hate organizing. And you're <laughs> like, hey, uh, just letting you know if you're around. You know, I'm around. I'm like, oh, no, this is good. Let's, let's fill a hole. Let's do this. It's perfect. It was perfect I, timing. I 100% feel you on the planning thing. Every time I'm booking for my, for my show... I'm always like, oh, oh, I don't want to do this. Uh, I, you know, nobody's going to want to say yes, none of that. And then suddenly I have like two months straight where I have guests lined up for every week. Yeah. Well, like, well that was stupidly easy. Yeah. <laughs> I love stupid easy. And here's the thing. Uh, it's pretty funny. Nobody saw this because my camera was off at the time. We were just showing the title card. Chat room like this. See this? Uh, right as I was starting, the music was playing. I feel a, a light touch on my back. <laughs> and the music's going, and I think we're hearing this internet guy. Now let's take a look at how to... That guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel this touch, and I turn around, and it's my wife. And she says, she whispers, am I supposed to be co-hosting today? She says. <laughs> and I didn't, I have nothing to say except, uh, no, go, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I got this, see this guy with the beard? He's here. We're good. We'll, uh, we'll see you later. So now I gotta let Kim know I screwed I think I probably screwed up and didn't tell her what was going on today. But, uh... Uh, you're you're welcome here, and I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad uh, that we can hang out today. So thanks for being a part of the show, man. Well, thank you for having me. This is uh, this is a lot of fun for me. Well, the best I can tell, Ibbett's having a good time in uh, Ireland. He spent some time with Claire Gack and uh, got 
some sort of weird looking drinks and things and uh, been traveling up and down some kind of coastal business looking at stuff and <laughs> like you do if you go there and uh, yeah. it all looks fun so uh yeah he's he seems to be doing good he doesn't get home until let's see today's the 7th the 10th so he'll be home friday so this whole week okay. we got we got guest host man we got you today uh tomorrow we got i forgot who oh garrett weinzerpel will be joining us on on wednesday and then nice. uh thursday i think kim's back so uh yeah full uh, 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 a cavalcade of stars really uh, for the rest of the week's lineup. I mean, obviously the the big get is Kim, right? Everybody I think loves so. when Kim. Oh, everyone loves Kim. Yeah. Look, she doesn't get. I've yet to get a bad review from my wife, which I don't know what that means. Actually, it feels like I should get at least somebody <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's nice and all, and we appreciate the nepotism, but you know, maybe maybe not have her on." You know, instead, it's like she could probably take over, and you could die and not do the show anymore. Kind of. <laughs> I have that happen. Sometimes. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but... maybe not that extreme, but uh, we do what we can. Uh, I got to tell you a story. I would normally this is a thing I would tell Ibit in a heartbeat, but I'll I'll tell you in a in a heartbeat. Uh, the dog, I think the dog, maybe the baby, gave me pink eye again. Now you're going to say to yourselves, "Hold on here, Scott Johnson. I've heard you say a number of times on this show over the last couple of years, uh, dealing with that there pink eye. You sure it's not some kind of chronicy pinky pinky eye problem that'll go on forever? No, damn it, it's a recent event and it happened again. And I think it was either from. Me wrestling with the boy, and he got his finger in there. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, your hands in the face and giggling and goofing around and whatever. That's how it goes. Or uh, the dog licked my eye. And that did happen. The dog licked me. Got got Mm. kind of up my face. This is the big uh, Weimar Reiner giant dog. And it it went from, like, chin up to eyebrow. And Mm. uh, since then, I've had this horrendous... (laughs) I don't know if the chat can see it. You see how red it is there? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you, you got some uh, redness going on there. Yeah, it hurts like a mother effer. That's the other thing is right now it's like throbbing and it itches. I just want to take my hand and claw at it really hard. <laughs> um, it's all it's taking all I can. It's, it's taking every bit of me to not scratch it. And uh, I think that means it's healing. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I'm taking these drops for it and all that stuff. But gosh dang it, dude. Could I not get <laughs> pink eye again, please? Like just once. That's true. It it does feel like it's like every few a uh, couple times a year. At I, least I tune in and you're talking about pink eye, usually from the dog. At least, yeah. Now I will I will say this uh, up front. I don't think I ever had pink eye before. Uh, Van came onto the scene, so that's hmm. why I think maybe it's the baby. And they're known for being little. You know, they just got the bacteria and they're just they just you know they're ready to give it and pass it around to everybody. Um, yeah, so it's entirely possible that you know in the two years he's been on this planet, um, it's just increased my chances. I don't know, but all I know is I'm sick of it. I would like it to go away, and uh, that'd be great if they could do that. Yeah, it it's not fun. I think either. I, I can remember having it like once. Well, you don't want it, and it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, you don't want it. Uh, uh, here's the other thing that I learned, and this I'm only bringing this up because you got a beard, and it's a big one. People at home, you can't see this beard. Travis has got a beard, man. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say about it. it looks like a fine, well kempt, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cultivated beard unit you got there. Yep. Uh, do you, do you put like you know oils in it and all that schmear, or what do you do? You do anything? Special? Uh, I I do on occasion. I mean, I I you know obviously shampoo and condition it regularly, but okay. I do uh, every so often. I have like beard balm or beard oil. I'll, okay, I'll so you take care of your soften damn, it up. You take care of your damn beard is what you're saying, and that's good. I try to, yeah, yeah. All right, now. I had a, a pretty thick one going there for a hot minute, mm-hmm. and I decided to shave it the other day. And part of the reason I shaved it is because I don't like taking care of it. 
I don't like like dealing with it or like as it gets out of control, it's like, well, when I drink a glass of water and if any of that fur gets in the way, it's like water goes all <laughs> over the place. Uh, I don't like when food gets in there, you know, like all these <laughs> stupid things. So I was like, I'm just to shave it and let's just see what happens. And it wasn't even that thick. It's like one tenth of what you're sporting. But mm-hmm. I shaved it anyway. And I found under there, like, I don't even know what one of them was. It was like a little hunk of something right here that just kind of <laughs> fell off when I picked at it. It was like a big chunk of, I don't know, lasagna or who knows what. And then over here, it had like an ingrown that had turned into some kind of zit monster. Mm. And that thing was a nightmare. And they were almost like exactly opposite of each other on both sides of my neck. Ugh. It was terrible. Like, I, I don't know how you guys do it, especially the ones like, like, I imagine if I go find some dude living on the street, okay, and he's got one of those like 12 year beards, you know, mm-hmm. and he's not taking care of it. He isn't washing it and, you know, conditioning it and putting oil in it. Dude is putting, you know, nothing in it uh, and is sleeping right. on it and whatever. If you went and shaved that guy's beard, I'm like, what would we find in there? We would find. Oh, you would find. You might find Hoffa in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get some of those because the beard gets going. And if it gets knotted up, if it gets tangled, like. And, in, and some of it, I think, probably would depend on how thick their beard comes in. Like, my beard is thick enough. I can hide a pen in here. Yeah, you can. Look at that thing. And, you, you know. Just it, now. Look at that. Just, it's in there right now. Nobody knows. You could walk into a bank and somebody could go, ah, oh, my, uh, where's my pen? Does anyone have a pen? And you could go, sling and say, here it is. Right. I actually did that once. Um, I when I was working in a store, we had these little plastic uh, pointer picks, yeah. and I would I, I stashed one in my beard, and I was helping somebody, and uh, I had to point at something on the screen on a on a Mac, and oh, so nice. as I'm talking, I just I just casually pulled this thing out, pointed at the thing, and then stuck it back in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The reaction was worth it. I love that. I just, just get this confused look. Yeah, I would be, a and good then place. I. I didn't even mention it again. Be a great place to keep my um, my Apple pencil. So I have this thing with my iPad. I draw on that a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Okay, so it has the, the it has the magnetic like charge. Stick the pen to the side, and it sits there and charges and stuff. Yeah, but um, I don't like to have it on there full time because mm-hmm. I'm I'm battery paranoid. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. No matter how good battery tech gets, and honestly, it doesn't get that much better. We're sort of stuck in a in a weird place with batteries. Batteries haven't improved yeah. exponentially, like you know, chips and memory and everything else have. And so, um, even though lithium ion, blah blah blah, all that stuff's got you know longer, better charges, uh, less of the drain over time, but you still have so many uses and that sort of stuff. Yep. When I leave it on there all the time and it's just constantly charging, drawing from the battery that's in the iPad. I'm paranoid the whole time about how that pen is going to behave one day. Yeah, I don't want I'm it the to, same way. I don't want it to go. I don't want it to go bad. So I'm just like, gosh, freaking damn it! I'm, so I take what I do is I take it off and just lay it somewhere else when I know it's fully charged, and it'll, I'll let it just kind of drain on its own. And then when it's time to charge it, sure, I'll stick it back on there for a bit and then take it off. I think I'm doing it the right way. I'll probably find out later this was the wrong way, and that I should have kept uh, doing that. You know? Yeah. I, who knows? I mean. There's basically two two types of people when it comes to batteries, right? It's the people that let the battery drain down to next to nothing where it's like moments from shutting off on you. Yeah. Or you are constantly charging it. You your phone is always on a charging pad or plugged in. I, I knew people that were like that. And yeah. I can't. I, I'm battery paranoid too because I'm I am old enough to remember when rechargeable batteries had the memory. Yeah. Yeah, they were the you worst. Know? And if you charged them wrong like one time. 
Mm-hmm. So it's the, over. You gave it like half the life that it's supposed to have, or a quarter of the life it's supposed to have. And that's yep. the worst. So I know that's not going to be an issue now. And I know I'm going to get way more uses out of the thing before I sell it and buy the newer model. Like, I get it. But it's still, it doesn't matter. I get super cheap about it and lame about it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm weird. And my kids, they, they're the ones that are letting their phones go down. Dad, can I use a cable? Why? I forgot to charge my phone last night. Plus, it's like at 0.3%. <laughs> yeah, but also be normal and charge your damn phone is what I like to say to them in a response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep mine in the in that middle zone between like I don't you like to let it get too much below 15 percent usually. Yeah, because that's the but, thing. The 15 to 80 or 85. Oh, yeah. The chat room just said 85. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 15 to 85. 15 yep. to 85 percent is where you want to try to try to be. And I, and I appreciate that new phones, uh, the, the, the newer iPhones and the newer uh, Android stuff, they they do this thing overnight where they kind of try to keep it all there. Like mm-hmm. they don't overcharge or undercharge. They just sort of like, hey, we're going to keep your phone real happy in here. And, and then by 6 a.m., we'll stop charging entirely because we know that's about when you're going to be up and yep. know, that sort of thing. I like that. Uh, but batteries on like notebooks, laptops, that kind of stuff, they still kind of suck. Batteries, yeah. man. F them. F batteries. What are we doing? Let's get better. Whoever, we get, we're good at everything. Yeah, who, we're putting people on in space now that we shouldn't. <coughs> like rich people. <laughs> can rich people figure out the battery situation first and then they can go to space? How about that? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I mean, whoever invents the better battery is going to make so much money. That's right. And Zoe, I'll probably use your title today. F batteries. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, like also, uh, Speaking of homeless guys on the freeway, um, you know the guys that hold up signs and they, you know, they're sort of there to say, "Hey, I need a, you know, I'm on hard on my luck, looking or for work." Yeah, yeah. We always give those guys money because <laughs> even if they're scamming, we don't care. We're like, you know what? I've got a buck in the car. I, I, you know, I don't know one way or the other if the guy's scamming, and it doesn't matter. I, I see it looks like he's in need. We're going to give him some some money, and my wife in, in sure. particular is very good at this. So we'll see somebody like that. We're at the park spot anyway. He's standing there, easy peasy. Reach out the window, hand it to him. They're always like, "God bless you, God bless you." Take the money and and you hope the best for them. And you 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 know you're not doing anything to really take him off the streets, but you're just a little teeny bit, right? It's a bit. It's, it's yeah. something. So we do that. And uh, we did this one. We pull up, and sure enough, we get up to the thing, we'll roll down the window. He lurches forward a little bit. Kim gives him some money. I think he had a hat or something that he's just taking it in. He's not like he's doing contactless delivery for, for stuff during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> hey, think that about is that. the most 2021 thing possible. It, it is, right? Even the homeless are uh, <laughs> adhering to uh, certain guidelines. But anyway, so he, so he reaches out, grabs it, and does his thank yous. And then as he's pulling away and as Kim is looking down at her purse to like button it up and put it back over here on the floor where I am, or I'm not on the floor, but on my side on the floor, um, he looks at me kind of up, look his eyes like this and throws me the bird. He gives me the bird. <laughs> so he gives me the bird and now we're pulling away and I went, gave me the bird and you know she's like what are you kidding me like what are you even talking about i got flipped off by this guy and i don't know why is it because i didn't also give him whatever change i had was it because was he making a wink and a smile about ah just got your money you sucker or something like that like i don't know what happened i don't know how to take it that's that's so weird because you did the thing he's asking you to do 
and you still get flipped off for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And he didn't like go up and like scratch himself with a middle finger or anything like that. It was right. like he went, he, he grinned and went like that. I don't know what to uh, make of it. I don't. I don't I'm not sure either. I, I'm going to go with option B that he's just he's not actually homeless and he just screwed you out of some money and he's like, ha ha, gotcha. It does feel like it. I hate to feel that way, but I feel that way. That's how it feels. But yeah, the, hey, it's, you're it's, not going to stop me, uh, random guy. I'm going to still give money to the the people. But the ones that have a baby with them, that's either a really great prop, or mm. or they're really in desperate need, and and it works on me every time. Like if I got yeah. a, if I got a twenty, I'm tempted to give it to you because I can't I can't pay the kids in the trouble. You can't have the kids in the danger. You know, so if you, Mm-mm. but if one of those people flipped me off, I would start questioning everything in my life, all of it. Uh, oh, definitely. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't, I don't run into that a whole lot because my town is fairly small. So yeah. we have a homeless population, but they're not, uh, not a lot of panhandling going on. So our, we're, we're lower often. here than most cities our size, I think, because in the winter it gets really cold and, uh, same there, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nobody wants to, be homeless in the in the really cold so they all gravitate to the west coast and everyone was always yep. like what's going on with san francisco and la why are they homeless why is the homeless problem they're so out of control right now well you could go real deep onto all the societal reasons why there are why homelessness is increasing blah 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 but at the end of the day a practical kind of like right now why answer to that question is it's warm there all year you yeah. know they don't have to. They don't have to, and they're not cooking in Vegas, or they're not cooking in, in Phoenix. They they go where mm-hmm. you know the weather's okay and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, we have a homeless shelter here that that runs like six months out of the year when it gets cold. Mm. During the summer, they they don't usually run, or they're much more limited capacity. But yeah, because it gets you know negative negative temperatures here <laughs> claire routinely. says claire says it's ridiculous i'm telling you man think about it for a second i'm not saying it's the cause of homelessness i'm saying if you are homeless all right mm-hmm. let's say i'm homeless let's just for a minute say that uh i would want to go where the weather's good so that i'm not freezing on the street or or over overly hot on the street like why of course you'd want that right isn't it the same reason that it's so expensive to go to um, I don't know. It's expensive to go to those coastal areas and live there. Like by, buying a place in in Southern California is very expensive. Well, why? Because because mm-hmm. it's warm all year. Because it's desirable. Yeah. yeah, it's a desirable place to live. Right. And if and if climate change has its way, I'll, we'll become a tropical paradise here in Salt Lake City, and then you're all coming. Oh man, looking for that's what you want is more people from California coming. That's right. But you're in the small, you're in a cool small pl- town. You guys don't have the Flint water problem, which is still going on nope. somehow. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. What's going on that. with Flint? What's happening? What's happening there? I wish I knew. All right. I, I try to avoid thinking about Flint because it just bothers me so much that that they can't get that sorted out. And for so long. Yeah. It's been like what? Since 2012 or something? Water. Yeah. For, forever. Yeah. Like the last decade. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, good luck to I them. Don't, don't drink the water. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do the news now. Uh, so enjoy this, everybody. Pack in your brains and get ready because we're about to inform you about what's happening in the world. This is the info we've been waiting for. Today's news is brought to you by a show TV TV's Travis does, and I'd like him to tell everybody about it. I've been on this show, and uh, yeah. I'll just say this as a hint before you explain to me what the show is. Let's just say that there's people out there that 
haven't seen something amazing. Some One of your friends somewhere out there has never seen Star Wars, for example, and you just can't believe it. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You haven't seen Star Wars? Tell people about your show and why this can solve their problem. So the show is called Wait, You Haven't Seen, and I love to talk about movies with people, and I like showing people new movies or getting to see something that maybe I missed. Um, and so that's why I started this show. And it's all about talking about, I pick a movie every week, and my guest... Usually the guest is the one that hasn't seen it, but sometimes my guest likes to bring me a movie that I've never seen before. Um, and we just talk about it and it's been great. I just did uh, recorded episode 130 on Sunday with Joe Hood. We talked about Donnie Darko. He had never seen it. Oh, he had somehow gone 20 years without seeing that movie. I've uh, now I've also gone 20 years without seeing all of it. I've seen pieces of it. Never the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I would be one. And- I'd be like him. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a ton of fun. I have a great time doing it, and I love the the breadth of movies that I get to, to cover because it can be something weird like Donnie Darko or uh, Mandy was another one that I've done recently. Every August, I do all Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, very nice. So That's a, what a fantastic and- tradition to uphold. That's great. I love that. Yeah, and for no reason, because his birthday isn't in August. There's nothing special about it. It's just like, August, sure, let's do Nick Cage. And it's been that way for three years now. Wow. Three years running, it's... It's all cage all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you see that pig thing he's in? The new the movie I, pig? I saw that. Actually, that is already on the list for next August. I keep hearing it's great, and I got to I gotta see pig. I want to see it. You know? Yeah, I hear it's really, really good. Like, yeah. like legitimately a good movie and a good performance. Yeah. Which and that's hasn't... the thing with cage is he can be. Oh, he totally can. That's the weird to. thing. What a weird career. Like, that guy can go, you know, on a run of, like, Oscar nominations to just garbage and then back to really good stuff again and then garbage again and then some action hero stuff that everyone just popcorns into and loves and then garbage mm-hmm. and then you know and you keep hearing stories like oh he has to pay for his comic book addiction so that's why he does these bad roles is to pay for these million dollar comics he buys and you know all these weird stories but at the end of the day like he, he just doesn't say no yeah. That's the thing. He yeah. just likes to do different stuff. I think and I sometimes it, it works and sometimes it's Yeah. You know, Willie's Wonderland. I think I so, I knows. think I respect it. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, Pig is at 97% uh fresh, which is a very rare number. That is impressive. That's higher so, than yeah, I, uh, anything else right now. So, wow. Yeah. I just I just love to talk about movies and I can do it all the time. So, I've been doing it for uh, episode 130, I have done 130 straight episodes weekly. Uh, I haven't missed one yet. Good Lord. Um, You're committed. So, that's a, that's, a, that's a non-fading podcast right there. Well done. No, I'm crazy is what it is. I, at this point, though, I feel like a podcasting shark. Like, if I stop, I'll just die. <laughs> so, I have to keep going. Uh, you'll, uh, yeah. You do. You start doing 20 years of this. Or close to, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm 20, close to 20 years on this. <laughs> But when you get close to 20 years of uh, some form of podcasting, you start giving yourself a few days off. You kind of have to, or else you're going to die. Well, yeah, I do, you know, two, maybe three shows a week. You're doing, what, a half a dozen shows a week. Yeah. I mean, there's, so, a, there's a big difference there. Sometimes eight, I realized. That's a lot. That's a lot of content. It is. Maybe too much, one would say. Um, anyway, hey, that's awesome. Check out his show. It's really good. All right. Let's talk about the uh, origins of Oakland's enormous 15-inch Super Burrito. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You may not have heard this in the news. I I hadn't, but I did find this story, and I thought it was amusing. Uh, They've been trying to attempt, uh, Chronicle, in fact, has been trying to attempt, not the film, but the the news source, has been trying to uncover the origins of Oakland's Super Burrito. This is roughly a 15-inch, two-pound beast of a burrito. 
it is. It requires two full tortillas to contain its bounty. Uh, sadly, the source of the trend remains a mystery. While International Boulevard Vets uh, Tacos Signola, I don't know if that means Signola says, uh, owner Guadalupe Bueno was the first to serve the gigantic burrito from his truck around the turn of the millennium. So, like 2000. Other mm. site neighborhood uh, business Casas Jimenez as the originator of the trend. Still others say Lake Merritt Truck Tacos Mi Rancho started the whole thing about a decade ago. But here's the thing. Nobody knows the origin of the giant 15-inch uh, burrito. And uh, it's in the news again because people are buying these a lot more and staying home uh, due to mm. the rise of the Delta variant and pandemic stuff. And so uh, I really do want to ask Jerry, who lived in uh, Oakland for a long time, did he ever get one of these mysterious 15-inch multi-pound burritos? I don't know. Um, I mean... Would you eat that? It, I, I have eaten something similar to that. We have a, a restaurant here in town that had their big burrito was called the Big Juan. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was the type of it was one of those you know eat this in one sitting you get your meal for free and your picture on the wall type type deals yeah you ever do um, that because it was is that a thing you've ever done like you know. um i i did do the big one mm. um and uh i that's the only one of those i've ever done spend um, a spend a week on the shitter how'd that go for it uh, it wasn't great i did however when uh, when i was in high school i worked at a sub shop yeah. um called mr good sense it was kind of a mini chain uh, but it was a very subway style place okay and i'm 16 years old and i'm a track and cross country athlete at the time so like you know i have the i have the metabolism of a mosquito on speed yeah heck yeah and we uh the sandwiches we made were um the bread was 16 inches instead of 12 oh my lord and i made uh i had them make me a sandwich that we weighed uh, before I put like lettuce and onions and anything else on it, and it weighed about three pounds. Wow, wow! And then I ate it in the store um, before I left. I, I I didn't have a car at the time, so my mom comes, picks me up, and it took an hour and a half to get home. I don't remember any of the drive because I fell asleep in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All the blood rushed to my stomach to digest this fifteen or this three and a half pound sandwich. That's a and heavy it was all sandwich. That's a lot of food. It, it was yeah. insane. It was uh, it was all salami, pepperoni, capicola, so it was all cured, yeah, uh, cured Italian meats and like five different cheeses. So, when you were a, um, a track athlete, did you have, mm-hmm. did you have the beard then or no? Was there no beard? No, no. Boy, I want to see pictures of this. I got to see this. This is something I want to see. I I will look for it because uh, okay. I definitely am about half the size I, I am now uh, and no beard. <laughs> there so was two of you and no beard. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, uh, there's still no answer on this burrito. So if you're in Oakland and you have an idea where the 15-inch burrito trend came from, report it. I don't know, but definitely got to ask Jerry about it. Yeah, he will he may know. We will bring this up today. We'll bring this Good. up today when he comes on. It'll be a nice little intro to get, uh, you know, uh, soften us up for the big political bomb <laughs> he's going to drop on us. So There we go. Good, yeah. Good idea. Uh, a Gujarat man. I don't know where this is. This is. Um, hold on. Um, I've had Gujarat. This. Maybe is it Gujarat? Uh, where is this? Or, what country or is Gujarat? This? It's in. I can't find. I think it's India. Not one hundred percent sure. Anyway, he died after using adhesive instead of a condom, or a condom, as others would say. 
You know, the little rubber thing. You put it on your ding-dong so you don't get the pregnancy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, in a bizarre Familiar. accident, a 25-year-old man allegedly died after putting epoxy adhesive instead of a condom uh, on himself during intercourse. That's, uh, you know, coitus. <laughs> we get the uh, Pedro goes down to Virginia, if you know what I'm saying. Just trying to help those at home who maybe don't know what we're talking about. You right. Know? Yeah. Painting a picture. Yeah, yeah. Painting a visual, an image for all those to understand. Uh, Salman Mirza, a resident of Fate Fwadi, Ahmadabad. Um, Nailed it. Gosh dang it. Stuck the landing. These are so bad for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, checked into a hotel with his former fiance on June 22nd. So this is a little bit ago. As the couple was not carrying protection, they decided to use a strong adhesive to seal off his privates during the intercourse to, av- to avoid pregnancy, which became the cause of his death. Oh, I've, yeah, that's right. He died. Yeah. Um, he was found unconscious in shrubs near the hotel. <laughs> I should oh. laugh at this man's poor poor death, but I can't help but laugh. I don't know why. It's funny to find him in the shrubs. Anyway, uh, it says he was found in the fr- uh, shrubs near the hotel. His friend Faraz Shaki found him and brought him home. Uh, following this, he was admitted to a hospital where his condition deteriorated, and then he died. The viscera samples of the deceased have been sent for forensic examination. Uh, they're waiting for a report. I'm sure they'll find out that it was because he poisoned him. Basically poisoned him, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You can't, uh, you can't also, put glue Also, uh, viscera samples was my Cannibal Corpse cover band <laughs> in high school. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you say meat puppets, but that'll work. It'll totally work. Ooh, I like yours better. Why do they say viscera samples? Can't you just say I tissue samples? What are you doing over there? Ugh. No doubt. Ugh. Viscera samples. This is horrific. What is this, a... Uh, uh, a horror movie, a video game. What's going on? <laughs> oh, speaking. I mean, of which, long we, story short, don't yeah. cover your ding dong in epoxy. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's, a good idea. That's hundred percent. The lesson here is don't put your ding dong in the epoxy. Uh, uh, speaking of scary video games, what was that game we were playing that was real fun and it had ghosts in the house and stuff? What's that called? Phasmophobia. Yeah, phasmophobia. We got to get back in there. I hear there's some crazy new shiz going on. Oh yeah, yep. They have updated some things, and uh, oof, boy, it was. Something else. Is it, it harder? Creepier. Is it harder, scarier? Like, what's the what do they do to it? It was a little bit harder in that we weren't getting as much evidence. It didn't feel like, but it was also quite a bit creepier. the The audio they've improved. So oh. things like the spirit box, where the where you have the little radio and then the, it talks to you, that's that creepier thing. now. Okay, great. Well, that sounds like they're making real <laughs> progress. I'll play it with you guys, but I, you might be the only people I'll play it with because freaking forget. That's that. fair. I don't want to do that to myself. That game is scary as hell already. Like, it's already. I know. And if I wasn't with friends, you know, we're all laughing and having a good time. I can't play that. I wouldn't play that game. Not a chance. And those lights, when they start flashing, that means that someone's after you? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... They they improved that, too. So there's, like, lighting stuff that they changed and... and, uh, It's it's fun, but it's also... it, It creeped me out. Like, oh, hell, I played it with Alex... Uh, recently, right after the update, and I was like, "Yep, okay, well, not sleeping tonight." <clears throat> yeah, here's my impression That's of funny. Alex when he plays those games. Okay, because he's got everybody else who's actually scared and dying. <laughs> Alex is going, "I don't hear anything. Nothing's wrong." And then he winks at his camera. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And then something terrible will happen, and Alex will think it's the funniest thing he ever saw. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Alex. He's uh, he's definitely evil when he plays those games. Yeah, for sure. He's the <laughs> he's the he's the scariest part of them. Uh, all right, so condom, yeah, don't uh, don't uh, do that. Get a regular no. condom is what I'm saying. Okay, folks, right? 
I don't know who in there, who is, in, in what scenario would your brain have to be in for you to go, oh man, we really need protection. I guess I'll, I guess I just will use this glue that I have. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have heard of some unique ways of getting protection. Um, usually involving sandwich baggies and rubber bands, but, <laughs> but never, never like the thought of, you know, I'm just going to take some of this glue and kind of smear it over and that, that'll take care of the problem. What, what kind of a, what kind of a shit night are you having? If it's elastic <laughs> bands and a baggie? Oh my gosh. That's horrible. I mean, I guess yeah. you get, you get by with what you get by with, but man, that's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. bad. What they use back in the day, like in the, um, I don't know. Eighteen hundreds. They used like sheep's guts or something. What was the yeah. deal? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. I mean, you know, it's what's used for uh, a lot of different stuff. But yeah, it was definitely like sheep uh, intestines. Ugh. I think. Really? Yeah. <sighs> or something derived from that, at least. If there's a heaven, uh, you think, if there's a heaven, do you think you go up there and there's a sheep sitting there, just tapping its foot, and you're <laughs> like, "Hey, what's up?" And they're like. Yeah, uh, you killed me to use my guts as a condom. Do you remember? You know, like, you know what I mean. You got to be held to account, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a sheep up there, and he's he's judging you harshly, <laughs> and then it goes bah! right in your face. <laughs> All there's right, a, there's a cartoon for you right there. <laughs> yeah, there's something I could draw. I'll get on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get to this uh, woman in the airport. This is pretty great. Uh, a woman struts through the airport uh, in nothing but a bikini and a mask. Although the headline says mask, but it's mask. Uh, This is an unidentified blonde woman uh, walking through an airport in only the bikini and mask. And it went viral because that's what videos do on the internet. Video Mm -hmm. shows the woman strutting through the airport terminal with an olive bikini and backpack. Despite her lack of clothing, the passenger was still wearing a mask, according to the Federal Aviation Administration guidelines. Transportation Security Administration announced last month that fines up to $1,500 would be given to passengers who violate the mask mandate. By the way, I just want to give a shout out to flight attendants. Uh, Mm. I think that they already had kind of a shit job when it came to dealing with some of the worst people that you can have to deal with. And you're dealing with them at 30,000 feet. And it's already hard and you already deserve a raise and all of that. Uh, I can't imagine now what this is like trying to enforce those rules and every other row, even even people who are just like <clears throat> a little claustrophobic or just like pulling their masks down or whatever. Like this must be really hard to enforce. And I feel bad because yeah. you're going to have some idiot <clears throat> who drank too much at the mini bar before getting on the flight or you're going to have somebody else, you know, just who's just completely belligerent or whatever. And you're going to have this huge fight and you're not getting that fifteen hundred dollar fine. That's going to the airline, or to the, I guess it's going right. to the F Well, FAA. FAA. Yeah, I always say FEC, which is wrong. That's the wait. What's FEC? There is no FEC. I don't know if there's an FEC. There's what's FTC. FTC is what I'm thinking of, which is the yeah, Federal Trade the, Commission, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Why do I do that? Why can't I get my F n- names, my F uh, acronyms correct? What's going on with that? Uh, it's an alphabet soup. Who knows? FEC, or it's a Federal Trade, Federal Aviation. Oh, Federal Election Commission is the FEC. That does exist. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay, well, FBI. I don't know. Once once that talk gets started, I just go right back to Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah. You should do that. Because, you know, the VP is such a VIP. We should keep his PC on the QT. <laughs> that movie's great. We it should... is phenomenal. That movie holds up, dude. I'm going to watch that movie again. 
There's nothing wrong with that yeah. movie. <clears throat> nothing Not wrong with it at all. Except that it reminds you that, uh, oh, what's his name? I love that actor who died too early. Uh, he was on City Slickers too. What's his name? Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby. That guy died way too soon. He should still he be did. around. Yeah. Oh, he's he's so good in that movie too. <laughs> not Robin I mean, Williams, you guys. I know Robin Williams' name, and I yes. know that he died. That's not who I meant. <laughs> Who's that guy who was in that movie? Come on now, give me some credit. I did not forget Robin Williams. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this lady's doing this. Uh, a viral Instagram post uh, to the Humans of Spirit Airlines account. Uh, <laughs> that must be a really good follow. Capture oh, the spectacle, man. accruing 10,000 views in less than a day. That's not that really that many. Mm-hmm. Um, this news site, the Yahoo.com news article thinks that's a lot, but it's Yahoo, so what do they know? Right. Um, <clears throat> the account posts videos poking fun at airline passengers, often joking that the scenarios are often occurring on Spirit Airlines, uh, sometimes known as the ultra-low-cost carrier, according to the New York Post. Uh, quote, when you have a pool party at noon and a Spirit Airlines flight to catch at 4 p.m., the video's caption reads. <laughs> um, let's see if we can see it, actually. I don't know if it's I mean, she's not, she's not violating the no shirt. If she had flip-flops on, she's got a shirt, shoes, and a mask. Yeah, it so. counts, a top counts, co- constitutes a shirt, right? Yep. I would yeah. assume. Uh, original author. Where I'm trying to find the... I oh, hate Yahoo is. News so much, by the way. I know. It's really horrendous. And also, I can't find the original video, which is pissing me off. No, because they never post them. That's the worst thing. It'll come up in my news feed, and I'll see it's a Yahoo News story where they're referencing an Instagram or a TikTok or a Twitter video or something, and then you scroll through the whole thing, and it's never there. Oh, I found it. Like, all I want to see is the original thing you're referencing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. It's really annoying. But there she is. She's walking through. She really She looks like, like she's legitimately just going to go. She's going through her paperwork. She's got her backpack. She's yeah. got a purse. She got a dude that's walking a little too close to her, if you know what I'm saying. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, does look like she had her pool party at noon. She didn't, you know, probably all that's in the the, uh, backpack is a towel. Yeah. I'm fine with it. She's ready to go. I would have thought maybe she was making, maybe she is making a statement. It's just her saying, well, if I'm going to have to wear the mask, I'm going to wear the least possible other stuff that is of the rules that I have to wear. I don't, I don't know. This is the we are living in the times where everybody gets to question every damn thing we're doing, you know? Right. Yeah. It's probably good in the long run, but in the short term it's going to annoy everybody. Also true. Yeah. Shojo it is Spirit Airlines, you are correct. I don't want to sit in the same seat as she sat in for several hours. No, that's true. <laughs> I don't I already want to like wipe down any seats that anybody's been sitting in, so right. But you don't want her her uh swampy butt from her uh, pool sitting all day you know what i mean nope. she or what if all. she's been on the beach she's got a you got like sand and all kind of like weed in there <laughs> oh no yeah that's no good yep no uh, not good. all right let's move on from her to mm-hmm. this story um <laughs> i love this one all right <clears throat> a man tried to smuggle thirty four thousand dollars worth of cocaine under his toupee and this i do have photos from so Y'all are going to see this because this is great. Freaking under his toupee. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a toupee. Well, <laughs> there's although one. I don't know how much thirty four thousand dollars worth of cocaine is anymore. I don't either. It seems low, doesn't it? Oh, that uh, never mind. That's not a very good toupee. <laughs> no, it's really bad. You can see. So on the left photo, the toupee's off, and they're exposing the bubbled up uh, bag of hooch he's got in there. 
But in the other shot, he's wearing the toupee. And it's out of control. It's like a whole other animal or whatever on that guy. Do you, do you think it was one of those where he put it on and all he saw was from the front? He, he looked straight on in the mirror. It was like, awesome. It's perfect. No one will ever know. Awesome was his first thought. <laughs> he looks like that he guy. Didn't bother to, he didn't bother to get a profile shot and realize that, no, it just looks like there's a ferret st- sitting on your head. Who's the? There's a radio. There's some radio guys. I think they're radio guys. Maybe they're just comedians, but the TikTok channel that they run is really popular and all he does is do these these like sayings of like uh can't fix your car throw a wrench against the wall be a man and that's the whole oh, thing oh i have seen that so yeah. he's be a man and he says at the end of everything and so it's always mm-hmm. dumb stuff like um don't know how to change a diaper uh don't be a man you know some some dumb thing like that they're making fun of like mm-hmm. you know, overly masculine whatever this looks yeah. like that guy and unless you've seen that guy, you, you don't know who I'm talking about. But I think this looks like that guy. I've only I've only caught one or two of those, but I know which one you're talking about. And yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's there's something there. <laughs> anyway, he oh. yeah. Some <laughs> Chad says I think he wanted to go to prison. Thor says yeah. I don't. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is just about the worst possible uh, cover up for your your cocaine moving that I've ever seen. Yeah, not even not even really trying. No. It's like no, I want to get caught. This yeah. will this will get me caught. Here yeah. we go. You almost you almost would have been better off with just with that that bubblehead thing on the first shot, because- or at least have the toupee be like a man bun, right? Like a top knot or something. Right. Get a full samurai thing going. Yeah, no one, no one would know, and you'd be all right. Uh, so this is a Colombian fun. guy. Uh, he was detained in Barcelona. Barcelona is how they say mm. it over there. Mm-hmm. After he reported. Uh, reportedly rather tried to smuggle about 34 grand worth of cocaine under a poorly fitted toupee. Police said the man caught the attention of authorities when he arrived in a flight from Bogota to or on June 18th and appeared nervous. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like no that. No, no one will know. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Officers had the man remove his wig and found a package stuck to his head for that had the, the cocaine in there says uh, quote there is no limit to the inventiveness of drug traffickers trying to mock controls said spanish national police uh, in the in a statement mock controls hmm. that's hmm. a weird translation i'll bet is what that is it is yeah uh the statement included a photo of a middle-aged man in a wig and his eyes blocked out the police gave no more details regarding his identity the man was charged with public health violation it is unclear if he is still in police custody or if he was sent back to his country of origin I mean, he may not actually be bald. They may have shaved that down to, to then make this happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got some good stubble be. there, from what I can tell. I don't know, it, but he he left a lot of the front part of his head like empty of cocaine. Flatten that thing out, contour it a little bit yeah, more. Just, you it's know, a bad... five more minutes a, a time, or hire hire Travis Crawford, who's got beard room <laughs> to spare. Because look at your there beard. You, you know how much coke we can fit in that beard? Holy shit! Well, based on the size of the the package in that picture, I'm I'm guessing at least fifteen thousand dollars worth of cocaine. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, cocaine. What would happen if we just legalized all drugs? Would they? Would we just suddenly not have these stories anymore? That'd be the end of it, right? Everybody would just go, "All right, well, I don't have to smuggle it anymore. Now it's just a thing I can buy at a at a Walgreens." Yeah, we'd lose all the smuggling stories. We'd just get a whole lot of other stories, probably. I guess so. There's no, I mean, there's no shortage of, of bad human stories. I was just thinking yesterday, like, 
this hit me. I don't, I don't not to turn all philosophical on the show or anything this early in the show, but um, there it, it struck me yesterday that I don't think human beings at their current state of intellectual evolution, if you will, for lack of a better way of explaining it, I don't think we should mm-hmm. be um, expected to be capable of hearing all the opinions we are capable of hearing at once about anything at any time at any point in the day. And, and by that, I mean, like, yeah. if I tune into, I don't know, um, let's let's just say it's a let's just say it's a tweet and the tweet is something controversial or 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 late breaking news or some kind of something big and you go mm-hmm. read it and then if you read the comments or you read the replies or you mm-hmm. go to the article and read the comments you're presented with the concept that human beings have never had to deal with before which is i've heard the news part of it that we can do we've been doing that for centuries but not only that now i'm hearing from three, four hundred people I've never met and will never meet, and I'm having right. to hear what they have to say. I guess you don't have to; you cannot read them, but but they're all there to say their piece, and they range from people who have no idea what they're talking about to some people who maybe do know what they're talking about to other people talking about something totally different. Other people trying to hijack the conversation and say, "Look at my SoundCloud" or whatever. Like, yeah. there's this blast of stuff, and I don't think we're ca- I don't think we're geared for it. I don't think we're supposed to do that. I think it can cause us to lose our freaking minds if we try, is what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. Plus, it's also the unfiltered nature of it, right? It's the fact that everybody can reply, and a lot of people that will reply are doing so in a forum, in a format where there is very little repercussion to what they have to say, because they don't have to say it directly in front of another person. Right. I mean, that's a big thing on the internet anyway, is just you can say all sorts of stuff that you'd never say in in to that person directly to their face sure because you have you have the protection of anonymity and you have the protection of being thousands of miles away sometimes well even if so, they were even if everybody was being super earnest and on the ball and like not that you know we're, we're not mm-hmm. we're not bad actors in this situation even then it feels like it's just too much it's it's too much like it's too much to uh, who said oh, Drench Wildfire in the chat says this stems from the idiotic philosophy that everyone's opinion is equally valid yes I mean I that, that's a big part of it I think that's kind of true but uh, and maybe it is maybe maybe it's true that they are equally valid but can it also be true that I don't need to hear them all <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like it's not just that yes. they're, I'm not saying that what people are saying is dumb or they haven't thought it through or anything like that I mean in some cases it's obvious but if everybody did all their due diligence and it was 100% well thought out and everything else, great. But I can't contain all of your nuances. I can't do it. My brain's <laughs> not capable of doing it. All my brain can do is be overwhelmed by it or glom onto one or two of the arguments that I agree with or glom onto one or two that I'm really mad at and want to fight or, <laughs> you know, take your pick. It's, it's, you, you end up having to, you have to go micro some, at some point if you're going to engage. Yeah. And we're meant, mm-hmm. we are better meant for micro than we ever are for macro, is my is my philosophical take. So how do you feel about that? How does that land on you? No, I get what I actually think that that's probably pretty close to it. Where everybody can have a voice, and I think that everybody having an opinion is not a bad thing on its own. I think the problem is that 
if you are trying to have a conversation, you can't have a conversation with 500 people at once. Right. In that situation, you are disseminating information. And then from there, you can get, you know, you can get responses, but you're not going to be able to respond to everything all at once at the same time. You need to be able to break those down into smaller conversations. And that's the tough part about, you know, somebody puts a tweet up, then it's just, it's just a free for all underneath that. And there's no, there's the definition of due diligence is going to depend on who you are. That's the other thing is nobody's adhering Mm -hmm. to the same structure or rules when it comes to discussing these things or researching them or understanding them. Everybody's got a different perspective, different point of view. Like, it's just, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know why we do this to ourselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, well, here's here's I mean, what I've started. A good to do. part of that is is we define a lot of things by suffering, and yeah. so we just want conflict. That's true. There's a lot of people that just want conflict. A I lot. think that's. I think there's some to that. Uh, but also, okay. So in the last, I don't know, week, I have decided. I post to social media, but I think I'm done reading it, and by that I mean, um, you know, I'll post stuff, questions, thoughts, comments, art shows whatever stuff i put mm-hmm. on online um but i stay in that column meaning i've posted it and now i'm having discussions and conversations with my followers with people mm. and i can have those on a one to one basis because those are po- it's possible there mm-hmm. and it's it's a little bit like even at its worst it's like getting a lot of emails in your inbox and having to just kind of go through them but i like yeah. that interaction i like seeing how people feel what they're thinking what their thoughts are I don't like to go over to the other public column, which is just spew. And I'm trying to, I don't, I'm trying to realign all that stuff is what I'm saying. I don't know why I'm telling anyone this right now. It's just been on my mind. <laughs> no, but I get it. I'm and realigning you know, all that. Cause I got to, I have to, man. I have to. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with you on that. Honestly, yeah. that's kind of, kind of how I look at a lot of things. Like I want to have conversations. I want to engage with people, yeah. but I'm going to, I just try to temper that engagement in situations where the engagement can actually happen and is useful instead of just yelling and screaming. Yeah. I used uh, to, I used to feel guilty that if, if I didn't talk to everyone, trolls included, that I was somehow not at least giving it whatever full effort I could give it. And I've now changed that thinking. Uh, I, I want to be around people I like and that's it. So if, if someone sucks, I block them without too much thinking anymore because uh, what's the point? It's the same. I, I brought this up on the show before, but it's like robocalls or a dude at my door trying to sell me carpet cleaning uh, services. Mm-hmm. I don't want you here, so why would I try to reason with you? There's no point to this, so I'm just going to say no, shut the door, you're out of here. Uh, in the case of robocalls, hanging the effing phone up. And uh, in yep. the case of Twitter or anything else, just say, oh, you're spewing BS? Uh, goodbye. I don't need to be. Why? Why would I want to reason with that person? So yeah, I'm done thinking that you have to talk to everybody. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, it's a it's a good place to be. I'm with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. And life is short. You don't have your. You know. You know. Well, I think all that time I spent trying to reason with somebody who sucks. What a what a waste. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that was a fun little uh, detour that we took. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Justin Robert Young will be here. We're gonna we're gonna find out what that Texas law is actually doing, and uh, see if I should be as pissed as I am because I'm pretty pissed about that law, um, and I know a lot of people are. But uh, yeah, get ready for that. That'll be a fun conversation. That's coming up with Justin Robert Young, a current resident of the great state of Texas. 
Mm-hmm. I say that with uh, some trouble because I don't think it's as crazy as they think they are. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, that's all coming up right after this song. I've chosen a song today. Um, so we split uh, duty here a little bit. Uh, Travis actually got to pick our song, our outro song today. So we'll get to that uh, eventually. But I'm really glad he picked the one he picked. And it inspired me to go find another uh, cover to play in the mid-show. Mm-hmm. Preferably one with some some cool female voices. I really like metal covers uh, with female voices. I don't know why. i just big fan. Like stuff from the 80s. You get a, a awesome, like just amazing singing uh, yeah. lady doing it, and it just blows my mind. So I found one of those, and it's called here it is. It's Montley Cruz "Kickstart My Heart," and it's covered by Halcyon Sertian and Zarif Kaya. Zarif Sakaya. I don't know how you say those that last name, uh, but you can find this easily on YouTube, and it's in various places like Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. Um, it's very, very cool. I used to love Kickstart My Heart when I was growing up. And uh, yep. why not play it now? So we're going to do that now. When we come back, Justin Robert Young will be here. Stay tuned. Let's go. 
this meeting to replace misinformation with cold hard fact i wish to speak no what the hell is that the morning stream a little dabble do ya back again that cover uh that we just played is motley Cruz kickstart my heart covered by halcyon sertion and zara or something to that effect you can find it everywhere. sky i think yeah i think that is historic. correct and yes those watching live we don't play songs live because youtube and twitch don't know that we have rights to play these things but we do mm-hmm. uh they'll be on the podcast though all right uh let's get justin in here see what's going on with him all right and, uh you know he's probably got thoughts feelings Concerns, sure. Uh, complaints. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. About to find out, though. Let's see here. Why won't he come up? There he is. All right. We'll add him to the show. We'll have some fun. We'll learn a few things along the way. That's the important thing. So, uh, so here's this, everybody. Right here. These are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Oh, I am too, but not this guy's name. You know him, you love him. It's Justin Robert Young joining us once again from his Austin studios. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, hello, friends. Always a pleasure. Hey, it was a that was a jolly smile you were sporting as you walked into the room here. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, I, whenever whenever I'm on with you uh, with you boys, uh, I'm always very excited, and it's good to see uh, good to see a new face here. Yeah, uh, he he's got. I don't know if you can, well, you can't see it because it's on Zoom, but the um, uh, oh, I the see the diamond. Oh, you I see, see it back there. Okay, so part of the how do you feel when your cult is getting uh, flogged like that when it's just you know out there and everybody can see it? How do you feel about that? It's a beautiful diamond. 
It's a good diamond. It's a beacon of hope. It is a beacon of hope. <laughs> That's certainly what that stands for. Hey, uh, it's good to have you here. So uh, there's a lot going on in your state. You're the great state of Texas, the Lone Star State. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't just cowboys and, uh, you know, uh, Alamos and things. <laughs> well, he's there opening the NFL season. So, oh right. <laughs> this week it is the Cowboys. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys have all sorts of stuff going on down there uh, politically, which isn't that unusual, actually. If you kind of go back in history, it's not like this is the first time Texas has been controversial in some way uh, when it comes to you know I don't know going against the grain or kind of having their own ideas or you know it's long been the state that. Every once in a while, somebody in power that down there or somebody down there will start talking about seceding from the nation and having their own, having their own big country and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, no, it's been a while. It's probably been, well, yeah. It, I, By the way, Keith West did the same thing. Oh, did, did they? Yeah. The Conk Republic. Google it. <laughs> All right. I'll look that up. Uh, but lately they're, they're back in the news cause now they got, they got issues. Uh, they got some, they got, they got stuff that's, that's been on the national stage and, and, uh, it's been a big deal. So the one thing that I haven't heard, I've heard plenty of defending it. I've heard plenty of outrage to it and I've heard lots of stuff in between, but I've yet to hear anybody and probably cause I don't, I don't know, listen to the right podcast or watch the right television shows. I've yet to have somebody just sort of say, here's what's actually happening. And here's why yeah. it's good or bad, and just doing it in a more methodic, sort of meticulous, sort of here it is kind of way. And I was hoping maybe you could enlighten us, if if, All right, if so possible. you just want the the like just the facts. This is the law, like that is that is there. Yeah, like okay. If I asked you, if I said to you, hey, isn't it true now that if um, I find if I if I just suspect my neighbor's getting an abortion and I call it in, I get ten grand. Like, is that accurate? Can I do that? More so than you could before. So here, let, let me let me let me just lay out the law and then I guess we can go questions from there. So the law as it stands now, which was put into play by the Texas state legislature and then signed in by Governor Greg Abbott, effectively bans abortions past six weeks. All right. Here's the big difference between this law and other abortion laws. This does not make it illegal to the point where the police need to stand out front of an abortion clinic and uh, check everybody's pregnancy test dates. Right. Right. It effectively makes it legal to sue somebody who is either getting an abortion or aiding an abortion past that window to the tune of around $10,000. Now that is making the enforcement mechanism on the citizenry and not the government. So so that is for legal reasons, and, and this gets into how the Supreme Court interacted with it, an important distinction. It's not the government saying this is a thing. It is the government saying this is now the law, but we're not enforcing it. You, the citizens, are enforcing it. Okay. Is that how they, is that the loophole that got, Okay, so the, <clears throat> let me, from my own perspective, when I heard about the the Supreme Court going, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna just go ahead and let that one go because you know they they can do it or whatever, and it had its dissent, obviously, yeah. including Roberts siding with the liberals on it, um, which I guess is kind of unusual, right? He doesn't, he's not known for that. 
Um, uh, he has been more, more, more so uh, over the last five years. He okay. has, in big cases, wound up siding with the liberals, including most notably previous to that on Obamacare. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, so that guy siding with them still wasn't enough. They had the they had the 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 advantage of more numbers who who were like let it let it go. Um, and it's easy to just as soon as you hear that go. Well, that's what you get. Now we got. Amy Conan Barrett and that other beer guy and the other dude Gorsuch, they're in there now. So this is the thing. This is what happens when you lose control of the Supreme Court or whatever. And I guess effectively that's true because had it been uh, a majority, uh, you know, the majority been liberal judges, they would have gone the other way. I have to assume. Uh, I don't actually know. Like if 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 Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, had been alive almost assuredly this law would have been stayed like many other abortion laws had the difference is that the conservative justices basically made the distinction that at the moment that that law would go into effect or had gone into effect by the time that they released their their written rulings on it that no rights had been violated at that point. So effectively, they could not, if they were staying a law that just said, okay, abortion's illegal, pass this time, and if we get wind that somebody's having an abortion past a certain window, then we're going to deploy the police and they're going to shut that place down because now you're violating a law. At that point, according to the conservative justices, uh, that is an immediate denial of rights. The Texas law is slightly legally trickier and even the liberal justices say that this is the case, and we'll get into where they differ in a second. But at the point that they would have stayed the law, they didn't have a target for which was already denied. Okay. Now, what the liberal justices were saying, because nobody, let me go back to the conservative side, because nobody had yet been sued for $10,000, right? Right. right. Uh, the liberal justices made the argument that, this is deliberately legally tricky. It just gets you back to the same point anyway. Uh, and that there is an active chilling effect in this law that while it is not outright denying somebody's rights, a lot of these uh, abortion clinics in Texas now stopped taking any appointments with anybody that they suspected had a uh, a pregnancy that was past six weeks so that they did have an immediate harm and they should have stated. Oh, uh, interesting. That that is how I understand. Again, I am not a legal right. expert. Uh, I am out of my depth on so many different versions of this story, but uh, that is how I understand it. Okay, so the the knock on effect is the one thing I'm curious about um, because they found a kind of weird loop loophole that actually works from a legal standpoint in terms of whether the courts stop it or not. It would seem that a lot of like minded states or Legislature. Well, yeah, and let me let me let me make this clear before we. But yeah. people might get confused. The Supreme Court decided not to stay the law, which means stop it before it goes into effect. Okay. Uh, it did not, and specifically, it made very very clear that this was not a reflection of their opinion of the law in general. Mm. That it could still and likely will face very pointed challenges both through the lower courts and then possibly even to the Supreme Court itself. And conservative and pro-life legal experts that I've read on this 
both all seem to think that this law is not long for this world in terms of it being able to stand up legally, that it does violate uh, Roe versus Wade. And eventually it will be taken away. The larger, the bigger law that will be very, very interesting to watch is one in Mississippi that would ban abortion. Again, this is a top down state version uh, that would uh, ban abortion at 15 weeks. And so that's part of the other reason why this Texas law is so pernicious is the fact that the idea of banning abortion at 15 weeks was going to be the big monumental uh, uh, shoot the fireworks off uh, a Supreme Court decision. Now with this newly conservatively tilted Supreme Court, the Texas law goes past that by half. Right. Mm-hmm. And and puts it at, at at six weeks, which is by far uh, more aggressive than we have seen, even in very, very pro-life states like Mississippi, which is where this 15 week uh, ban comes from. Yeah. OK. So in that. So maybe that helps answer partially answer my question, because it's probably more nuanced, nuanced than I think. But my my impression was when this all happened, I went, oh, boy, here we go. About 12 states are now going to go. Hold on a second. Give me a carbon copy of what the hell they did in Texas. We're doing it like sure. are we seeing that? Are we seeing a scramble to I don't know. Get some now, other. That's a very interesting case. And now I'm going to take off my explaining as dry as possible. Uh, <laughs> you did a real good on. job, by the way. Very good, dry explanation so far. Yeah. Um, I think this is a horrifying mechanism for any law. Yeah. I agree. Regardless of what you think about abortion, regardless of if you are pro choice or pro life, uh, it is very, 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 very bad. For the government, the authority, state, city, county, or federal, in my opinion, to not actually just put forth a law that they are willing to back with the full force of their and authority of their government, but to instead deputize its citizenry. And I don't think that this is a good idea for any ideology or any party, because I don't think that Republicans would pretty much like it if California put in a, uh, oh, sue your neighbor for $10,000 if they don't get vaccinated or they're not wearing a mask mm-hmm. or they misgender somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a million ways that we could use the principle by which this law exists in a way that would infuriate everybody. And uh, I think it's bad precedent. I think it's bad law. I think it's cowardly law uh, in terms of how they are are enforcing it. And uh, if you don't have the political capital to do something then you don't do it mm. in my opinion mm. and and that that is a a a dry version of like whether or not and i think that many people have looked at this you have not seen the kind of me too me too me too uh, excitement from other pro life states and other pro life governors thus far i think mm. the most flowery we've seen is ron desantis saying that he was going to look at it uh <laughs> But yeah. I, I don't think that we are probably going to see much more of that because I don't think that it, it ends well for anybody of any party if the new way that you want to solve tricky problems is by saying, hey, citizenry, please dog the bounty hunter this one. Well, yeah, you're basically describing, you know, the, the concept of of um, uh, what, what's the word? There's a word for this. Uh, you're, you're talking about precedent, really, and 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 one that could be real gnarly for everybody involved, including Texans who might be raw rawing this and think it's great. Uh, flip it to anything, like you said, masks or anything else. Not that Texas is anywhere anywhere near mandating masks of any sort, let alone you know 
having their citizenry go after each other for not wearing them. But 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 the but this you know it's a, it's the but, same but, but concept. Blue states could, yeah, New York could. could, yeah, California could, yeah. Hawaii could, right? Like mm-hmm. there are, there are plenty of places for which this this particular method by which that you are that they are putting that into place, uh, uh, I think could could immediately become something that they do not like at all. Mm-hmm. See, and that's why I thought that the, this is just my own opinion, but I thought that the court would have stepped in for this reason, not anything else, not about the actual abortion issue itself, but this method of enforcement or this precedent of enforcement seems really out there to me. And I, I'm just shocked they didn't stop it on those grounds. Well, because, cause, and this gets into a question, please, legal experts and Supreme Court watchers that are more into uh, this stuff than I am, uh, you know, write in and, and illuminate Scott. But uh, the way I understand it is that there are certain types of justices and philosophies of being a Supreme Court justice. And one of them is we are going to just read the rule book the way it is. And the other is we are going to extrapolate what the rule book means and make uh, decisions based on that. Uh, it is very much a a holy war between these two sides. And uh, 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 the conservative justices were on the side of like, well, look, it's tricky, but until there's a law prohibiting this kind of law, then what are we supposed to do? Yeah, okay. Well, do uh, you think it'll get... Uh, how Like, whether this stuff stands uh, the test of time or not, like, do you have a prediction about how quickly this either goes I under? Or there's a very, very, very bad idea for Republicans in Texas. I think it uh, will... If you look at the coalitions by which Republicans win elections, yeah. one of the things that they have been able to hold on to is white suburban women, uh, although that has eroded they have been able to to hold a a portion of them yeah. and while by and large that group is largely republican voting white suburban women are l- more pro life than the average uh voter i don't know if they're 6 weeks and then your neighbor reports you um uh, levels of pro life in fact i don't really know what the national or statewide numbers on that, if you were to poll just that before this became something that people were digging their heels in, I don't know what the the results would be. My my basic guess on where uh, these sort of issues poll is that they would be less than what you would want to have a winning coalition. Mm. What I think happened here is a outgrowth of our modern political meta of just do something. It doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter how problematic the solution is do it do it right now the the time to talk is over stop wasting time we put you into office do the thing even if it's not perfect uh we've seen that certainly on the left and here it came uh uh, to be on the right and uh like many of the solutions that i think a lot of people have said uh might backfire i think that this may very well backfire now it depends on how the democrats handle it uh it depends on the kind of uh candidates that the democrats run not only for the state house in texas but also in sort of in in house districts here in texas and uh you know but i i i think that this is a rallying cry for democrats they've raised a ton of money on it uh right now it's become a big gigantic national issue and i don't think the law is very good so uh ultimately I, I I think this is a a net negative 
for Republicans, and I do expect for it to backfire. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know if we could have gotten a better explanation of the damn thing than we got today. That's pretty. Share, uh, share its universal approval in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if you're like me, I don't look at the chat while we're doing the Tuesday segment uh, just because uh, it I'm goes places. Not to. Yeah, I have it right here, and I have not looked at it, but I'm sure it's rave reviews. Yeah, rave reviews. Well, I uh, for the for whatever it's worth, I, I I think I agree with you, and I I I think the precedent is horrendous, and I don't know I don't know that it can stand the test of time. Hopefully, it's a short amount of time, um, but. You, do you think this is the new norm though like throw spaghetti at the wall because we're you know just do it and 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 deal with the consequences later kind of politics is that the state new norm these are loony places yeah like state legislatures are absolute crazy pants stupid places yeah. like uh you got a lot of people that are trying to make a name for themselves they're trying to get attention they're trying to get donors they're trying to make a, a splash and so a lot of wacky stuff happens in state legislatures yeah that being said we are also at a very look at me moment for governors right. governors are very famous right now mm-hmm. uh, uh you know desantis abbott newsom obviously cuomo was a household name until he went down in flames uh gretchen whitmer there, there's a lot of people that are big celebrities they they have a lot of television time and so now they are more willing to roll the dice if it means that they get to be in the center of the limelight. Uh, I think, again, that's part of our political meta. That is uh, that's just kind of where we are right now. Do you think it's weird that, um, or, or maybe maybe this isn't weird because of what you've said it's not made so much sense to me that it must make sense to them too, especially because they both maybe have eyes on a presidential run again, but like Cornyn and Cruz have been really quiet about this. So like while the, while the state is, is cheering, the senators seem to be real silent. And not really offering much of an opinion, which isn't really Cruz's mo. They're if they're both pro-life politicians, uh, I, I I don't think that they need to necessarily do a cartwheel to solidify that for their base. I think that that they have those voters. Uh, although you know, Cornyn just got reelected. Uh, Cruz has another four years uh, in in office. Well, wait, no, eighteen three, 20, right? Yeah, three and three and change. Yeah. Um, so who knows where this issue is at by, by, by that point. But, huh. uh, I, I don't know if I would read into their comments or lack of the fact that they've rented a party bus and are spraying each other down <laughs> with tools, uh, to mean anything. I really thought, I honestly thought Ted Cruz wouldn't shut up about it once this happened, but he hasn't said anything. So I, I guess I, I don't know him as well as I thought I did. I thought he would be jubilant and over the moon. Uh, again, it's it's you know it's 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 funny. I I heard I caught a little bit of your conversation that was happening uh, before I came on. Yeah. Uh, uh, about you know how much we are expected to interact with everybody and be fluent in certain issues. How mad are we expected to get? How mad do we need to get to to show to other people that we care? Like, there's a lot of different questions, but I think part of the the issue that we get in life is when we let anger overcome you know how much uh, we understand the world and it's 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 at least something that i i know about myself i'm 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 if i if i if i say that outside of my own brain and it's me projecting because these are issues that i have and right. and i try to uh I, I try to better myself by kind of slowing my heart rate a little bit and also listening and learning a, a little bit more than uh 
you know, just kind of being upset if my my guest didn't turn out right. You know, be humble if your expectations aren't right and and try to learn more going forward and understand that uh, your next wrong opinion is closer than you think. Mm. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this uh, segment than that, except to say, uh, hey, Travis, did you have any thoughts with the questions? I didn't mean to keep you so silent during this thing. But I no, 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 no. I, um, I, I don't have really anything on this. I mean, I... Stay away. I am never. I am never going to have an abortion uh, myself personally. So right. you're never going to have to be uh, faced with that choice. Is what you're saying? I, I will not be, and I am one of the least qualified people to probably talk about an abortion law because yeah. I don't know much about abortions or law. So, yeah. so there you go. I'll just yeah. stay out of it. <laughs> now imagine, imagine you got a text from Scott last night saying, "This is what I want to talk about tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> I think you did it. You, I think you nailed it. it. I, I think you're you a better great. man than I am. We were gonna. I was. I was kind of tinkling around with the idea of talking. Talking about like uh, some of the January sixth specific uh, people being pissed that their phone records are being, getting picked up or taken for January sixth reasons, and it's all based on the uh, the Patriot Act, and and I wanted to get into that whole mess, and then you know I don't know, it just it felt like this well, thing's a little I too. Don't even know what to say about that? There's not much like, to say like except a news story. It's like, not yeah, it's not really even a news story. January sixth thing is like. Okay. I, I kind of feel like I got a handle on what it is. There's, there's been a couple, there's a great episode of the congressional dish podcast by yeah. Jen Briney, uh, which I would highly recommend where she goes through all of the Senate and house committees that have happened about January 6th up till now. Mm. Uh, and there's really illuminating stuff. I, like it is, it is an episode that, uh, uh, you will feel better about, the representatives of your government because they are not all caricatures that only exist to get time on on cable news uh there were good substantive questions that were asked and 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 followed up on by colleagues across the aisle in terms of the the mechanical breakdowns of the capitol police and the national guard and and some systemic problems within that uh, up to and including the you know the 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 rationale for why people were there I just kind of have a feeling. I, I I get the sense that I kind of know pretty much exactly what happened. Mm. I, I don't I don't have a a a tremendous desire uh, to to get a more you know uh, classic congressional look at me partisan sort of take on it. Uh, but also, it's like uh, if there's something I have less interest in, it is in the machinations of people fighting about it. Yeah, well, that's true. I guess I guess I kind of have a documentary. Uh, scratch I need, or itch I need scratched about I, I want to hear phone calls that are really damning I don't know why <laughs> but you want to punish the people you don't like yeah you're right and I do presume that they are guilty yeah you're right they are you're right something. you're right I just want I want to hear one with that Jim Jordan guy I want to hear him say something real shitty that's what I want to hear and I don't know why I have that desire but I do I want to hear it yeah hear. but maybe it's there maybe it's not <laughs> maybe it's not and- yeah I mean, look, we, we've gone through a couple of versions of these with Trump and now we're at Trump light. Right. This is like the the uh, 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 this is like the the, the 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 Grand Admiral Thrawn books, like after the emperor's <laughs> dead. Now we're still fighting about the things that happened, you know, and, and our, our remnants of the empire. Yeah. Uh, like I, I I get it. Um, and and uh, apologies for the Grand Admiral Thrawn fans that I compare the January 6th commission to, to books that I really enjoy because I, I have not really enjoyed this process so far. Uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know. It I just know. feels like, it feels like another retread of like, yep, if we just get this file, 
if we just get his tax returns, if we just get this transcript, if we just mm-hmm. get this uh, uh, records of, of uh, when he talked, when his son talked to a Russian, like it, it, it's just, I don't know. I know. If it I, I, up, I feel great. I'll, I'll I'll be excited to go through it, but uh, I'm just not waiting at the dock anymore. I, I get you. I totally uh, feel you. Right, everybody wants mm-hmm. a everybody wants a all the president's men moment, and uh, I don't know why we want that, but I do. <laughs> for some reason, I want it. I think um, I, look, it, it's fueled media for four years. Yeah. Well, it was the reason why people were so excited about politics because everybody just assumed, like, oh, here it is. Come on down. And then it <laughs> kind of never showed up. Yeah. And it never showed up. And it's like, oh, Mueller, well, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Are you crying? And then, oh. Okay. Hey, before I forget, what's the name of that podcast you recommended? And um, uh, just so people I'll can track it down. I'll send you the, I'll send you the, 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 the link in, in text, but uh, it is the Congressional Dish. If you've never listened to Jen Briney, uh, she is uh, an extraordinary superstar. She's actually going to be on PX3 on Wednesday. But uh, what she does, her number one job, her main gig, is to listen to all of those boring-ass C-SPAN hearings that nobody can watch for more than five seconds. She digests all of them and in long-form episodes uh, tells the story of issues as they have been explored through Congress, both Senate and the House. She's done uh, just an amazing job on a lot of other issues beyond the kind of main focus of politics, including uh, an exceptional episode about a toy called the Rock and Play Sleeper that was uh, killing young children, killing oh, infants at a very mortality rate and was only after years on the market taken off and uh, through congressional hearings, there was a lot of exploration into why that happened, the levels at which uh, the uh, parent company went, ignored all of the warning signs, uh, how they hid certain elements of it in international releases of it and changed certain wording on it. So um, it was uh, uh, exceptional. And so uh, I would say... Obviously, the the one about the January 6th thing is something that it has a lot of impassioned opinions on. She has an opinion on it. But I think listening to her breakdown of what was explored via the, the hearings that have already happened was very illuminating, at least for me. All right. Well, I'm good, definitely going to check it out. It's uh, The mm-hmm. Congressional Dish with Jen Briney. And, uh, That's it. Did I say that right? It's on PX3. PX3. And then she'll be, yeah, she'll be on with you. uh, The episode uh, tomorrow. And uh, I was on there like a week ago or a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, You guys should hear that one as well if you want to hear me ramble about stuff. And uh, there's always more. To do the the, uh, uh, legendary uh, unrecorded episode of. Uh, unfriend me where we talk about abortion. Scott yeah. Forced an abortion yeah. Conversation on me then. He forced an abortion conversation on me now. <laughs> this is apparently his new favorite thing to do is make me talk about it in public. I guess thanks, Texas. I don't know. I don't know who to thank for this, but uh, well done, everybody. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else going on or anything else you want to point people to before we uh, head out? Uh, yeah, just, just PX3. Um, uh, go ahead and, and, and subscribe to that. Uh, and also this is a great week to subscribe to PX3 because next week, Mm. one of my favorite things when I was a kid was free HBO. Remember when, when they used to do free HBO? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I never had HBO in my house, but I was always very excited for the free HBO week. And so 
what we're doing on the PX3 uh, episode or the PX3 podcast next week. Everybody gets free HBO in that you are going to get all the extra episodes that are normally only out to patrons. Uh, That means the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition where I break down all of the Sunday chat shows and tell you the three biggest issues that you have to keep your eye on for the coming week. And the Thursday late edition, that is the latest news that breaks throughout the week. Uh, I I cover all that on the Thursday show because I record the Friday show early. So uh, go ahead and sign up if you are interested in it. And also, it's a good week to do it because next week is the California Recall Week. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Oh, right. Yeah, that's all coming to fruition. All right. Keep your eyes on that prize, everybody. And that'll be awesome. Justin, always a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Stay safe. Stay- oh, I got to play your thing. The jury will now retire. There you go. He will now retire. He is retired. He's gone. He's gone. Mm-hmm. You hear me, Travis? He's left. He has left the building. We didn't ask him about the burrito. Oh, shit. Sure. Gosh, damn it. dang it, dude. I ah, We were going to do you got on a roll there at the end. I That's did. the thing. He yeah. was- I think we handled it pretty good, to be honest. I think that went all right. I think so. Could have been worse. <laughs> I, I was I was just going to back right, right away from that one. Like, I mean, nope, it's, nope, nope. it's such a touchy I, topic. I lack the plumbing for that and or the perspective. No, it's a, it's just such a touchy topic and it's always just a little whatever. But I, I don't know. My 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 thing in this world is go for it. And then if if I have to amend my brain, then I'll do it after. But we just got to yeah. get it out sometimes. Uh, the other thing I would say is um uh, Texas, your 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 leadership sucks, and uh, uh, <laughs> they suck. All right, that's all I can say about that. All right, let's move on to this uh, this here deal, uh, which is to tell everybody we're done, we're out. This is the show. We're we're finished. Not not forever, but uh, this is it. And that means I got to thank Travis for being here with me, man. You were a really great co-host. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Well, thanks for having me. I had a great time. And uh, if you if Brian is ever out again, let me know. Well, I'll I'll always come back. That time will come. Um, he bought those Japan tickets, I guess, back when he was getting good deals on oh, right. uh, COVID COVID tickets or whatever. So <laughs> we never know when that'll happen. But, I should, uh, very, I should have jumped on some of that myself. <laughs> it's very nice to have you here. Uh, remind f- folks at home where uh, they can get all your stuff. Uh, you can find Wait You Haven't Seen at TVstravis.com. And there's also another show I do with Audie Norman, a Tadpool member, uh, where we talk about Highlander, the series, uh, oh, every right. week. Um, in fact, we're recording tonight our next episode. And Audie's been doing awesome artwork for every episode too. He do, he draws a picture uh, bespoke for each episode, and they're fantastic. Yeah, he's one of the um, great artists of our community. He's incredible. That dude, he's he very, is very good. He yeah. he is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be uh, Anchor.fm slash Let's Watch Highlander. If you want to hear us ramble on about a show from the mid '90s about immortals cutting each other's heads off for an hour. Nice. Well, I'm a big fan of. Uh, that series that series gives does not get enough love out there and uh it doesn't it's it's better than people remember like there's a lot of it that audie and i both routinely are like wow they they wrote that much better than you would expect for a mid-90s syndicated cable tv show it's Mm -hmm. like that's a real relationship this is actually written by somebody who knows what they're doing there are definitely times where like this whoever wrote this has never met a teenager (laughs) so they don't know how they act right Um, right but, but it's, no, 20, it's, it's, it's back in the day when they had to do 24 episodes a season and, and you just, you know, some of that stuff's going to be, you know, stuffing oh, yeah. and it's just the way it was. But I'll tell you, if you go for me, Highlander goes like this. Highlander won the film. Love it. Great. Mm-hmm. Amazing concepts. Amazing stuff. World building. All of that. I love it. The TV show is next in line as yep. in terms of like good content. 
And then all the rest of those movies are way down the street. Way, Mm -hmm. way down there hanging out with Mario Van Peoples. All right? That's what that is. Uh, Anyway, go check it out. Uh, Big thanks for you being here again. Patreon.com slash TMS is how you support this here show. You all know that. But if you don't know, it's a new month. Maybe you do know. But a new month is a great time to hop on board. Hop on, get a level, get bonus content, get uh, cool stuff in the mail, get all kinds of great benefits and uh, reasons to pony up to the bar at patreon.com slash TMS. You can find everything else at frogpants.com slash TMS. There will be a show tomorrow. Uh, co-host, uh, guest host tomorrow will be Garrett Weinzerl from the Instance Angry Chicken and, and otherwise. You know, most of you know Garrett. He'll be here tomorrow. And then uh, Thursday, it'll be my wife, Kim, again to finish things out before Brian gets home. So uh, that's the plan this week. And that means I think if he's home Friday, we may have a PM, but we'll see how he's feeling. He might be a little jet lagged. I don't know how that's going to go. Right. We will find out. Um, All right. We're going to play some music. This was recommended by our guest host, Travis, uh, Linkin Park's Numb. We all know the song, but have you heard the cover by Blue Eyed Darkness and Noise Machine remix? If the answer is no, you're in for a nice surprise here. This is really great. Can you um, why, why why this song by the way? This, just your own preferences. What what was it about this that you liked? So I really like the song, but Blue Eyed Darkness is somebody that I found on TikTok, uh, which by the way I blame you for um, oh, oh, good. Me being on TikTok. Fantastic. Uh, but she does um, cosplay and like uh, makeup. Yeah. And I just kind of I like the makeup work that she does and like the silly little skit she'll do lip syncing over a clip from a movie or something. But then she put up that she was recording a song and I listened to it and I was just blown away. I was like, this is really, really well done. So I love a good cover that changes a song, too. That's transformative. And I feel like this one does that a little bit. I agree. Um, I heard it for the first time after you recommended it. And it's fan freaking tastic. So we're going to play it here at the end of the show. We hope you guys enjoy it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We'll catch you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Not fish. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.